giant mosh pit outside. We are live. JW Megawag Show. I am your host, the Candy Man. And tonight, you're in for a special mosh pit comedic sound wave treat. Got some fresh tracks coming at you. Holler at me with a dollar here, Muni Radio. Donate to Muni Radio. You wouldn't believe what I'm looking at right now. Our entire front of the building is just ripped up. I just had no idea. So we're not going to be doing outdoor comedy uh, tonight on the street. So it's just, there's a candy man here back in the box. Ah. Yeah, it's been a busy ass week. So much to look forward to. A lot of open mics here uh, going on all around here and all around everywhere. Bizarre Cafe open mics, virtual open mics on Thursdays. Look at this, the sign-up sheet. We got a um, comedy open mic on Saturday. And we may be uh, receiving a call from the host that hosts that. I've been in tears laughing the times that I've been uh, tuned in. So we'll be uh, hearing from a special comedian here in a bit. Sit back with some uh, butterscotch lollipops in the box. Sunk lightning, that is my candy man theme. We have been getting and having this, um, this outdoor comedy going super strong here throughout this whole pandemic. And it's just so, I think it's, I mean, I know it's a temporary thing, but it's quite hilarious. I mean, the whole sidewalk is just completely ripped up. I thought about actually um, getting in there with a with some buskers and busking in that big pit. Never seen anything like it. So uh, we got a local band here that just dropped a fresh single. Quite a few bands just dropped some fresh singles. Um, local band here called Chromacy. And they uh, yeah, got a uh, music video for it up on Spotify. And it's very ambient. You know, four o'clock here on a, sat- or on, a on a Friday. Just the ambience-ness is, uh, is a needed thing here. So get ready to start the weekend. The show with a, the song is called Fushia City. And check out the video online.
That is some Chroma C. Mutiny Radio FM through the sound waves, rising up through the sound waves here. Holler out, holler with a dollar Friday night. There's just um, so many jokes coming through here at Mutiny. So much fun. And it's really great, you know, all the, you know, stations out there. Keeping it rolling. I definitely feel like I'm a different type of fish in a different type of pond over here. But there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, some really good spacey tracks. I'm going to speed up here. I was lucky to uh, come across this uh, this Femme Garage punk rock band. Came up with this lo-fi album in San Francisco. So this could be a nice flashback. Get the energy going out there. Dirty Cupcakes, Muni Radio FM. Mutiny Radio, a little lo-fi punk rock. Can't get enough of it. So, uh, really a good friend of mine actually had tagged me in this Selena um, rendition last week. So, last Friday was April 16th. And this version of Dreaming of You is epic. And so I wanted to... Uh, play this back here it's a dreaming of you cover by coyote 
creates.
the jazzy version of that song makes me melt. Melt. So relaxing. There is something something about jazz. It's fun to turn pop songs jazz. So we're going to be playing back a jazzy Tiki Desk concert um, here shortly. Yeah, this was uh, recorded, filmed on January 30th of this year. It was a beautiful January evening. Pretty magical time. <clears throat> Little rooftop live stream. It's uh being up there, it's like the neighbors are in on it. The barbecues are coming back. People are getting ready to barbecue. And the jokes coming heavier than ever. And so the uh, last last Thursday, so every other Thursday we do um, open, we do a uh, outdoor comedy in front of Dolores, the bar on Dolores, that's 29th in Dolores. That was a great time last week. And that one is close. It's really right there on the... Uh, Noe Valley, I mean, it's a Noe Valley, Bernal border. It's just like so close to me to just walk over there. And the Asientos on Wednesday nights. That has been a big hit. They're right over here on the corner of uh, Bryant and 21st. Then we have the Atlas Outdoor Comedy. Was there last week? Was it two weeks? With uh, Tony Sparks. Well, I haven't seen him in forever. Um, the first time that I saw him do a stand-up set was in the basement of an REI in Soma. It was underground to say the least. He really works off the crowd. That's really fun. But these uh, these parklets are coming back. People are getting vaccinated, getting out there again. And could never have enough jokes. And this rolling up here on a four twenty. Some cool jazz. Taking calls here at four one five 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 zero zero five one one. Four one five 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 zero zero five one one. Call in. Make your pledge. And cooling out here.
That is some cool jazz. We're going to be playing back at the Gavin Holleran Tiki Desk concert here in a couple more tracks. I wanted to um, kind of transition here to a local artist that's um, going by a Jazzy Grunge. It sounds like some sort of mutation of rock and roll to me. Uh, it's um, This is just an instrumental track. And then, uh, oh, well, it looks like I got somebody calling in here. Muni Radio, this is the Candyman. Hi, this is the Candyman. Oh, sorry. I'm oh, is this Jennifer? San Francisco. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Hey, you. Hi, how's we it got going? Great. We got uh, Jennifer Perez on the line here. Yeah. Everyone out there listening in. You're freaking hilarious. Am I? Yeah, no, I love these uh, these live open mics um, that you've oh, been doing you're online. Oh, you on my Instagram. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How long have you been doing the um, the virtual uh, open mic on Instagram for? Oh. Well, I mean, I that my particular online one. There's only like 13 episodes, so 13 Saturdays. Uh, but I was doing them before with different, um, just different people. So. Early on in the pandemic, I caught on to Zoom, so I did a whole bunch of those Zoom shows, and through there, I found some stuff on Instagram, and then eventually, I found Bromitas, which is a Spanglish mic, oh, and they're out from fun. New York, and uh, that's how I started doing IG Lives. Yeah, the IG Live thing, it could be, you know, especially I feel like with um, with with comedy, too, as well. I mean, I'm more, I'm a guitar player. I've been trying to dabble in some uh some comedy myself. I've done three open mics uh, mm. here at Mutiny. And so I'm kind of get myself geared up to maybe do a, a virtual open mic as just a comedian. Um, right. Which is... Yeah, uh, you got to do the work. It's, uh, it's the same thing. It's just like uh, being a musician. You have to do the work. Yeah, so the, the thing what I like about it, there's some kind of simplicity about it to be a comedian. You just walk up and you have a microphone and that's it. You know, they, no, I don't think that's it at all. I mean, just oh, like you got to play all your chords and practice and rehearse <laughs> oh. and shit. Like you got to do the same. You just can't show up there and um, just say <laughs> you, you really can't do that. It doesn't work that way. Maybe, yeah. I think, yeah, I I agree with you on that. I um, I'm talking about more just instrumentally wise. Like if you're going, if you're going to stream a band live, yeah, it just seems like a the, you know, a lot of times the uh, the phone, the microphone on the camera was like. Oh my gosh, it just sounds like, you know, like paper. <laughs> you know, when you got the. Oh, it doesn't sound good. Um, then maybe they got a bad audio guy. I don't know. Oh yeah, no, totally. Yeah, so, sound bad. So what it is is they, um, yeah, that's that's been a fun thing to to explore. You know, the whole thing with the you know live streaming and and using a, you know, professional microphone with an eye rig. Yeah, yeah. There's like weird lags, right? It's it's, it's all different. It's weird. It's not. It's never the same. And obviously, you do a live show. You can do a sound check before the show and understand what's going on and in the space, whatever space you're in. But when you're on a virtual space, it's like you you have no idea. It's just a computer, so you have to you have to figure out uh, what the lag time is. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's really interesting. So I uh, I seen the. I what did I see you? I met I met you for the. And uh, was it you? You're doing that, Mike, the outdoor comedy on 24th. Yeah, Evolve. 
Uh, yeah. Eve off, I think, Gallery. That was with Alessandra. She's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, Alessandra produces that show. You should check her out. Uh, her IG live is badass bitch comedy. Bald Actually, ass. Bald ass bitch comedy. Sorry, That's great. I said it wrong. That's easy to remember. Yeah. Yeah. What's your handle? My handle is Jen Perez Fun. F U N. That's fun. Yeah. Have you had, so I'm just kind of curious, you know, when doing these open mics, do you ever have anyone that jumps on and you're like, whoa, you're like, it wasn't what you were expecting? Yeah, so uh, a while back, uh, I don't know, I'm looking on my IG live because that's how bad my memory is. Uh, when was that? I, it was last year. Yeah, it was last year. So last year I was um, co-hosting Bromitas. Um, I had just started co-hosting and it wasn't very... Uh, used to it and I was a little nervous about hosting the show on my own because I never hosted anything before and uh, it happened to be a Spanglish show so I had to not only host yes. it it had to be in English and in Spanish so I had to go between two languages um, which is difficult is it I don't know I, it seemed like you had it um, you have it down it seemed that way, but there's a lot of prep, right? So uh, <laughs> one of the nights, right, I went overtime. So usually we only do an hour for Bromitas. I would only do an hour of the IG Live and then log out. But this particular night um, it went on too long, and I had too many drinks or smoked too many we too much weed or something. I don't know what I was doing that night. But uh, Felipe Esparza came on, and everyone was telling me, hey, that's Felipe Esparza. Uh, he asked him, invite him into the IG. And I didn't believe anyone. I said, that's bullshit. He don't have time for this shit. And he just left. And that was it. That's literally what happened. Nothing else happened after that. Yeah, I, I imagine. <laughs> I've, I've had a lot of... Um, so I, 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 I did this open mic as an experiment. Um, I'm, I'm, I, yeah rooftop and Bernal Heights and it was unreal how many people are like watching and uh yeah yeah it's just who they're like these unknown like people that are just bouncing in on it I uh I had somebody um call into the show last year and they started doing virtual um more of a conversation more of a podcast thing but there was some guy that joined the the chat and he wasn't wearing a shirt. <laughs> yeah. It was like, "Well, okay, hey." I just really um really it was pretty hilarious. I mean, it was it was funny. That's uh, funny. You haven't been to many Zoom shows then. So I've there's done so many of those Zoom bombers. They put porn and shit and all that kind of crazy stuff. That's wild. Yeah. You ran into a couple yeah, of those? The internet is wild. Yeah. It's unpredictable. You just never know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So are you, uh, you're, how, how long have you been in the Bay Area for? Eight years. Eight years. Nice. Cool. Did you, what, what kind of, I don't know, I'm just, there was a comedian that came through that actually even pushed me to, I was like, if, it, if they didn't, if I didn't talk to this particular comedian, I probably never would have pushed myself to go up there and, and, um, tell jokes. What was the thing? Uh, was I, there something that like kind of like put you over the edge where you're just like, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do this comedy thing or? Um, 
No, I mean, it was something I always thought about in the back of my head. So uh, I was a, always a dancer for most of my life. And I was always looking for the next thing to do because I knew I wasn't going to be able to dance forever. So I knew that my body at some point is just not going to, I'm just not going to be able to physically do it. And so I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do it and I didn't want to work in an office and I didn't want to act. I can't remember lines. And at one point I thought I wanted to be a stunt person. But then I realized, though, let me, let me try. It was, I think, burlesque, strip, like pole dancing. I did pole dancing for a little while. And then I tried like some circus apparatus. But like the years went on by and by and I realized, okay, my body cannot take much more. I know that's not going to be able to take much more. So I kept thinking and thinking, what else can I do? And I stumbled on comedy. And so I researched as much as I could. And um, I just started doing comedy. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, the whole... I don't know. That's that's as easy as I can put it. That's that's cool. I feel like it's, you know, it's, dancing is an art form, being comedians an art form. Maybe life's an art form in general. This, um... Uh, what was that? Oh, no, nothing. The Spanglish is great. That's so awesome. I feel like there, there needs to be more Spanglish. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I I think that it's very interesting. I, I, like, Spanish culture seems to seep into other countries very easily is the best way I can describe it. So, like, I remember I was dating a guy who was... Uh, he was a Sikh, right? Like, that was his religion. And, like, he showed me reggaeton in, like, Punjabi. Like, there's there's groups that are making reggaeton music but are speaking Punjabi. So, like, when I started seeing stuff like that, I realized, well, yeah, it makes sense for us to have more things that are Spanglish. I don't understand what the big deal is. It just makes sense. Like, I'm seeing it through music. I'm seeing it through fashion. Like, people are very, very, like, Cuba was in vogue for I don't know how many years, I guess, since when Obama opened up, you know, when people can go to Cuba, they were all, all of a sudden fascinated with Cuba. So it just made sense. I don't know. It made sense to me, and it was very important to me, so I pursued that. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. I, um, you know, with Barack Obama and the Cuba thing, I remember seeing something on it, and Somebody had commented, and it was on some kind of comedy show. Commented, um, said, "Hey, Barack, do you even lift?" <laughs> and then uh, someone had said, "Or Barack Obama had said, I lift the ban on Cuban cigars." <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did that. <laughs> I just, yep. man, that was pretty. Yeah, yeah I guess he, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't, you know, I don't like to I'm, get too political, but that's the only reason. You know, that's the kind of cle- cleanest or most concise way I can describe that without going for a ramble, because I can ramble. Yeah. Well, rambling is good. <laughs> I mean, that's... Do you, Yeah. I do a lot of improvising, but I had um, this uh, comedian uh, call into the show maybe like two, three months ago, and I thought, they were, I thought she was hilarious. I don't know if you've seen... Um, was it Christina Pickles? You've seen her? No. Yeah, so I she came in here, uh, came through Muni, and did a set, and I was like laughing so hard, and it was so funny. And what she what she had said, 
I don't know if I'm going to give her away. I mean, she told, said it on the air already anyway, so um, that she based her set off of true act- stories that have actually happened to her and then she right. puts a spin on it. So I guess in that case, if yeah. you're basing off of something that's kind of true, based on yeah. kind of a true story that you don't need to read it, you know, from oh, a note. Yeah. yeah, I mean, all of the jokes that I've been writing are based on something that actually happened to me. I mean, obviously they're exaggerated, but I don't know how else to remember my sets if not for that. So I, I don't know how to write. I mean, I've been trying to learn how to write jokes that have nothing to do with my life. But um, that's <laughs> harder for me to do than the other way around. Yeah, it's a true thing, true artistry. It's like, yeah, I think sometimes I don't know. I mean, you you imagine? I mean, I know you've been to Mutiny before. It's just such yeah. a mixed crowd. You know, it's it is, but you need to try things out. Like, how else are you going to know if it's going to work or not? So you know, sometimes there's there's jokes that have nothing to do with anything I'm like or have nothing to do with anyone in particular and I'm just trying it out just just to see like what how can I make that joke work because there might be something funny there that I can remember that's similar to something that might have happened you know what I'm saying yeah so no, I, yeah. I mean you can't you can't limit yourself either you have to constantly be looking for um, another way or another perspective to write for if you intend to do this for a long period of time, which I'm trying to do this for a long period of time. Yeah. You know what? I'm seeing it too myself. You know, I'm, you know, been playing guitar. I'd say more of a guitar player, definitely. Uh, but eventually my hands aren't going to work anymore, right? I don't know. I guess if Keith Richards' hands well, don't no, work. they're not going to work. It's just going to take you longer to do it. So you either teach someone or you figure out what you want to spend your life doing. And I don't like teaching. Yeah. Yeah. I never did. I tried so many times <laughs> to teach. I don't like teaching. But, yeah. I mean, I like having conversations with people so I can do that. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I feel like everyone, you know, out there, I mean, like, every, I feel to a certain degree is passionate about education. But to to teach i don't know i find that um i said this I it saw takes it's, a cer- certain person it like, takes a certain person to be a teacher it takes a certain person to be a doctor firefighter it, those are those are different types of people that they they are they said they want to do those things so those people should do those things you know i mean in most cases i think are the best scenario yeah you got to just do what's right for you yeah I could see though. I mean, like, I, I heard it somewhere. Where I was talking to someone, it's like people, like the word, being trained or being educated. There's something that sounds really kind of, um, like a burden almost, or it could sound yeah. like that. But I feel like as a teacher and as an educator, what you want to do is you want to empower, you know, the people, the students that you have, and and to to do something. Yeah, I mean to to do it um oh yeah i mean there's uh, so many movies about that right so many inner city movies how many of those remakes have they done like the last one i can think of was it gangster's paradise or that's the coolio song hell yeah <laughs> they always do those movies like that why because i mean that that's what everyone wants right everyone wants to do the thing they love to do and you have to be exceptional to do that so in order to be exceptional you have to dedicate your your life to it or your time or a certain amount of time to it. 
Otherwise, you're just going to be the same. Yeah, so I, you know, I know that you've been doing it for a while, the comedy thing for a while. So I with, guess. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> if you call it that. <laughs> how, when did you get it? When did you dive into it? 2019. November Holy shit. 2019. Hell yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah. That's fresh. I feel like for yeah. me and the three mics that I've done, I'd be curious, you know, when you'd started. I didn't want to oh. tell my same jokes again. So every every time I would tell, I would be a different set. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like to have some sort of a structure or something because the well, open- yeah, you got to learn how you got to learn what jokes you like. I can't tell you what jokes you like. You have to figure out what jokes you like to tell, and then those are the ones you work on. Do you know the difference between a vegan and a vegetarian? No. One of them like, has okay, friends. <laughs> <laughs> what? One of them has has friends. One of them has friends. Yeah, I bet the the vegan. I don't know which one. <laughs> I guess the vegan one. Vegetarian's too long. Too many letters in that word. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I heard that one the other day. That cracked me up. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I the one liners too. I'd, yeah. So nineteen. Like I'm I'm post uh, brainwash. But I don't know if you ever heard of Brainwash or, or been there. I have there. heard of Brainwash. I heard that it was a magical place that existed in a certain period of time in the 90s that no longer exists now, I guess. I don't know. I yeah. assume the 90s, but I bet it was probably longer than that. Yeah, I think they closed down in 2017 or 2018. Uh, yeah. But there's so many comedians like Tony Sparks. Like He used to host that. Right. Right. And yeah, so I was I've never there. Tony Sparks. I've seen him perform live. Yeah, he's amazing. He's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I was talking about him earlier. Like the first time that I seen him do a set was in the basement of an REI. Oh <laughs> wow! It's like it's so underground. It was like literally underground. Um, yeah. And so with uh, with brainwash, uh, they it was a as a laundromat cafe. Right. And they did comedy there, and it was a very short time it was like maybe might have only been like two minutes it was a really short time so it was basically like a uh like a race to how many one-liners you can get out at the same time but Hmm. i just can't imagine the clash i mean you're you got people doing their laundry you got somebody about to take a bite of a burger when somebody says they're nasty joke oh that's the best it's like an obstacle course (laughs) Just, I love that. It just seems so funny. It'd be really when f- no one's paying attention. That's the best. Yeah, you so, can say whatever you want. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's so. I just yeah, there there is something that's really funny about that when you're just getting ready to take a bite of your you know your your food or just a big bite and then someone lays like a nasty joke or like a nasty booger <laughs> fart sex joke. Yeah, it's funny. It's pretty funny. I don't know. You think it's funny. You'd be grossed out, but it's not. I don't know. It's um it's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, it can be. It can be for sure. That'd be fun to re- recreate that kind of brainwash thing, but the thing is, is I've never been there. I don't know what it was. I, I've never be been like. there either. You know, you got to ask the comedians that have been there and the ones that are that are still doing comedy and are actually still booking shows and making those people know they would know because they're making money so they know they know the right thing to do to make money so those are the people you should seek out yeah tony sparks i'm trying to remember the other guy's name oh i don't know i just know tony sparks did that 
I've heard about brainwashing Tony Sparks. I don't know who the other people are. You gotta look them up. You gotta ask around. Yeah. Yeah, you can ask Pam. She'll tell you. Oh, she knows it all. She's been a yeah. she's yeah. Um, so cool. Yeah. So I don't know if um you knew this. Um, so we usually do outdoor comedy here on the corner, twenty first in Florida. But yesterday, yeah. the city has ripped up the whole sidewalk. Like I saw that. I saw that. Someone was just asking me about comedy tonight, and I was going to send them to Mutiny Radio, and I saw the post. I'm like, oh, it's not open tonight because uh, somebody ripped up the sidewalk. Yeah, I mean, it's. I've never seen anything like it. It's literally... Yeah, they normally like, let you know ahead of time because you can't park there, you know? Yeah. Like it's, it might, it might have been a long time coming, but maybe no one realized. Yeah. Have you made it out here? I, you know, as I, I'm usually have here. Have I gone to Muni Radio? No, yeah, I know you. Ha- I know you've been here, but have oh. you been? Um, did you ever, did you ever make it out to the Friday, uh, mic outdoor mic? At Muni Radio. Yeah, I think I've, I've seen it. your. I think I did it once last you know what? year, Gosh. but I haven't gone back since last year. I don't think. Well, maybe I did. Maybe I did. I might have, because I only really go into the city if I have to do something there or. Or if I know that I'm going to get paid or something. I don't like to cross the bridge all that much. Just literally just trying to conserve money. That's the only reason. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. It might have been a time where maybe, I don't know. I can't remember the last time I was at Mutiny Radio. It might have been before. I can't remember. But I, I think it was last year. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... Uh... This joke workshop that we've been doing on Monday nights has been getting so freaking packed that we had to start. Well, that's wonderful. I'm oh, it is. Yeah, it's good. It's guys. it's awesome. Yeah, and so it was just there was too many people here. You know, only in a oh, pandemic. Wow. Only in a pandemic, you would say that. You know. Yeah, only in the pandemic. You're right, because <laughs> that place was slim pickings before. I remember going to Muni Radio, just, oh, all right, fine, I have to go. It's so out of the way. It's just so out of the way for someone who lives in Oakland. It just is deep in the city. That's all it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I've been on the other side, too. Before I moved out to the the city, I lived in Temescal. Mm. It was basically, I lived on Claremont and Telegraph. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely freaking loved Oakland. I still love Oakland. It's just it, it's just far. Everything in the city is far compared to Oakland. Yeah. And you just I just don't want to cross. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really like cross. the David Dominguez. Yeah, I feel you there. I that's why I moved. You know, I moved out here and back in 2013 from Oakland because I got tired of the unpredictable traffic because I have to drive for I had to drive into the city for my day job. Yeah. And so it was it was unpredictable. You're absolutely right. I remember that. Yeah. So I, I love casual carpool. That was fun for a while. You know, I heard about it. I've never tried it myself. Oh man, I was a I was a habitual casual carpool person. That was a free ride. It was dangerous sometimes. It was dangerous sometimes. Yeah, I yeah I can imagine. You know, I've I've heard of it before, and I also saw something. It was some sort of like clip of where. Um, three people tried out three different transportation systems. One of them was the thing that you were just saying. What was it called? There was like a casual carpool. Casual carpool. Oh my god! And then you had the Bart, and then you had a bus, and the Bart was faster than all of them. But casual carpool—that just sounds like casual, 
you know. It yeah. was. It was. I mean, it was created in the seventies, so you know, everything was casual back then. I think. It'd be cool to get picked up in an old hippie bus. I think so. So basically, what they did was uh, for commuters who were having to, who were having to commute between Oakland and and the city or East Bay, basically, and the city, um, they had different pickup points, right? So it depended on where you lived. You can find there was a website at some point. You find where the pickup point was in your area, and you wait in line, and uh, you give a donation of a dollar to the person, and the person drives you uh, across and leaves you right on market. And uh, it's usually, it's just a short drive for me. It was anyway. But uh, sometimes you got some crazy characters. And, uh, but it was fun to read through the Casual Carpool website because, you know, there was a forum. So uh, reading the forum, forum on the Casual Carpool was always fun. It was fun. It was fun to read. Yeah. That is, yeah, I just can't imagine. It's so funny. I guess funny. it would be like, what is that, a next-door neighbor or something, right? Like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, the next-door neighbor, I, the casual carpool. There was something on um, Craigslist. I was going to college in San Luis Obispo. There was something at one point. It was called, it was Craigslist Rideshare. And yeah, I, it's just like that, yeah. Yeah, and so I, it wasn't too bad. But I remember one time my dad had actually like dropped me off in West Oakland and this, uh, this, you know, it was, you know, with a bunch of strangers or whatnot. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was pretty chill. I thought it was pretty cool. People were pretty respectful for the most part. I mean, everyone was definitely, and I did casual carpool for many, many years and it helped me save money. It really did. Um, but uh, after a while you get tired of waiting because sometimes some people, like, you know, like, all of a sudden, these tech companies, man, like, Friday, they used to take off on Friday. There was no way I could get a ride on Friday. There was no cars. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so, tough. You know, it's, you know, it's tough. Like, stuff like that would happen, or there would be certain people that would just, you know, you just didn't want to get in the car with them because you had a bad experience. Or one time I got into a car accident, but it was it was a, a fender bender, right? Like, nothing too <laughs> You know, it wasn't anything too crazy, but the man driving was so nervous about it, you know, because he, he's there and he has three strangers in his car, you know. I would be nervous, too. But um, it was fun while it lasted. I don't think things like that are going to really last much longer. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it is, I, uh, I remember just in 2012 when I was out in um, the East Bay and, you know, since we're talking about rideshare and the whole thing, I was like, I think Uber and Lyft and Sidecar, whatever they're calling it, it was, it wasn't big enough yet to where, I mean, yeah. you would, sometimes you'd have to wait 20 minutes to get a ride. Yes. And then yes. it a lot of times it would cancel. Yeah. And then you're sitting there. Oh, yeah. AC Transit was not as dependable. Mm-mm-mm. And so basically. Ooh, that drunk bus. Did you have to take that drunk bus? The drunk bus? Ooh, oh, AC Transit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was. You know what I'm talking about? The drunk bus. The Ooh, boozer cruiser? I, the boozer cruiser, I had to do that twice. Never again in my life. Never. Yeah. Oh, my God. Muni is, a, I, I do have to say, and I'm an East Bay kid, you know, always will be. Uh, so, uh, but Muni, is, I feel like it is a little bit more functional, but maybe it's also because we're in the Mission District and, yes. you know, that's, you know, it's living not in the... far to get to, and it's, it, is, it isn't too bad to get to it, is it? I'm just exaggerating. Oh, no, I feel you there. I know the bridge is a pain <laughs> in the ass. 
to deal with that branch. Yeah. But maybe one day we could just drone. <laughs> I, you know, I don't even think we need to do this shit anymore. I mean, you and me should just invest in uh, better fucking security and put a camera and she can stream her shows and do whatever. And stream live from you and me and whoever wants to go there and be there can be there and whatever. It's, it's very easily done. Uh, but, you know, you need the per- the person to want to do that. So, And that's not my business. So that's that's Pam's business. The, uh, I, I think it would be, there should be like a, we should have a short bus where we go around and we pick up a bunch of people. You can do that. That'd be a fun, interesting tourist San Francisco attraction. Yeah. If you can like convert an old VW to like be a mobile freaking Muni radio. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Should ask Pam about that. I'm looking at <laughs> Pam right now. Yeah. Just convert a VW to a fucking mini podcast and just drive around the city. How hard can that be? How hard can that be? I feel like I'm pretty close to that right now, but that's me being just <laughs> isolating myself during this pandemic. Uh, so we, that drive, we bring the comedy to you. <laughs> no, when just things, pop obviously, up. when things get better, when things get better, I mean, I'm not saying now. I know that people are scared. I'm scared. I don't like to go out too much. Yeah, the vaccine whole... and everything. Yeah, even with that, too, people are, you know, having side effects from the vaccine. But back to the whole, like, mobile thing. So I've been experimenting with the whole mobile podcast thing. I had a, it was back in February, was it 2020, right before the pandemic, I had a couple of artists come through. So we're riffing off of Jerry Seinfeld's Comedians in Cars. But -hmm. instead of uh, Comedians in Cars, we're calling it Rock Stars in Cars. All right. Well, then. Yeah, you can do that, and then you can have your live act right then and there. Hopefully, they're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm so since I'm the host, I'm I'm the host, and whoever is in the passenger seat, you know, would be the rock star. So if, right. if I had you, if I had you know Jen Perez, fun. I'm not a rock star, but you get. Yeah, you are. Sure, you are. No, I'm not. Well, the thing no, is, I a, cannot. I cannot play an instrument, and I cannot sing. I cannot. But sing. the thing is, is you could be a rock star comedian. I doubt it. I don't think so. I think you need to get actual people that, that have talent. <laughs> you could do it. I think it's a, a fun idea, and I think that Pam should do something like that. What if you can? You, can you imagine? I mean, the, the dancing thing. It was like, yeah, you know, dancing and, and incorporating comedy with dance. Oh yeah, it's very very easy. It's called uh, burlesque. I've seen it done many a times. Uh, I just don't like showing all my stuff. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. That ship has sailed for me. I don't want. I don't know if I want to do that. Maybe yeah. it will. Maybe uh, when I get a little bit older and I have like ki- if I have kids and I get a more voluptuous <laughs> body, maybe I'll be burlesque. But I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> I don't think nobody wants to see this twig up there. I don't think. Oh, <laughs> the uh, so it was uh, ridiculous. I was going down. You know, I went down to L.A. and. Somebody had recommended all these places, and one of right. them was Jumbo Clown. Oh, yeah. Jumbo Clown is a fun spot. I've been there. Yeah, so I don't know. I went there, you know, I was with, you know, a potential, you know, a girlfriend or whatever. You know, this was many years ago. Right. I'm, uh, yeah. And, say uh, what it is. Why are you so afraid of saying what it is? It's a strip club, bro. Oh, yeah, no, so I'm getting to the point. So what it was is I didn't know what it was, but somebody had recommended it. So what it was? 
<laughs> no, I didn't. No, I just yeah, like, right. oh, Jumbo yeah, Clown. Right. No, I'm, Jumbo Clown doesn't sound like a strip club. Oh Does my Jumbo's God. Club sound like a right strip away. club? I didn't even have to look that up. That's Jumbo a clown. strip club. <laughs> clown. Yeah, so I, I didn't know. I brought this girl here for the first time, and we walk in. I'm like, you know, and she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> she's like, well, I mean, it was cool. Believe me, it was so cool, and I love uh, Jumbo Clown and anybody – listening in you should check it out uh well the las filas and they have one in portland as well but i oh, cool. i just didn't know i didn't know i thought i was going to a dive oh. bar with a bunch of clowns oh yeah. <laughs> yeah no man that i knew that was well maybe because i grew up around nightlife for a long but like probably <laughs> way too like i just i i didn't like my family was very responsible don't don't let me let me not put the bad picture Aww. on my family because they Is were mom, always very responsible and cute. i I was I have a very strict family. I couldn't do a lot of things, but uh, I would hear like my aunts and uncles when they'd go out, and my my uncles are DJs. You know, they're hobby DJs. And one of my uncles was ended up actually really becoming a music engineer and did that for a little while before you know going into another career. But like I grew up around music, and I grew up around them going to nightclubs. Like one of my uncles has been going night to nightclubs since he was 12 years old. He's in his 50s. He's like, he's 40-something. Like, so there's a, a lot of, like, crazy things that I know because of just from growing up in my grandma's house with my uncles and my aunts. So, I don't know. I just, I just was exposed to a lot of different things that I guess normal people aren't exposed to. That's so to. cool, though. I've noticed that, too. <laughs> I just, like, everyone and whatever, you know, whichever, you know, life in your life that you lived, it's so cool. I mean, to be exposed to all of that. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're. I mean, I. I feel like you know, being a Bay Area kid. You know, for me, it was like that too. There was so much going on around me, but maybe I was sheltered from the whole burlesque thing. But um. Yeah, I just knew of everything <laughs> because I grew up so close to New York, and you just—it's just everywhere. It's inevitable. I don't. I don't think they censored too many things when I was growing up, just because the, there was no way they could have, because it was yeah. just in the street. It was there. Yeah, I'm a, so all they told me was that's bad. Don't do that. Do this. <laughs> so we're you know. Yeah. No, I can I can imagine. So where I know you said you're close to New York, but where did you uh Yeah, I I was I lived ten minutes away from New York. I lived in Union City, New Jersey, which is right oh, like nice. I literally um I moved I just like when people say, Oh, you know, I moved from the east coast to the west I just moved because of the weather. Like honestly, the this the distance I live from the cent to from San Francisco to my home is pretty much the same distance that it would have been where my home is, like where I grew up in Jersey, you know? So I'm, I've just always been like that commuter kind of person, always lived outside the city, never really lived in the city, that kind of thing. But I also grew up so close, like we would skip school and go to New York. Like this, that was just how easy it was to get to New York. I can imagine. Yeah, I know. I'm sure, you know, the subway thing, I'm a naive bay area kid you know california kid you know but yeah, the subway thing sure so bart the same thing here i mean the bart is kind of like a third world country as compared to you know the subway <laughs> situation is. out there i mean you could jump and yeah. and it runs 24 7 that was the whole thing too yeah. we were talking about right yeah. earlier it was like shit if the bart is stuck and i can't get a ride then i'm gonna pass out on my friend's hardwood floor <laughs> you know like i don't have anywhere yeah, no no that was i would always get home always there was never a night i didn't get home so my family never worried, you know. I always made it home because yeah. there's no excuse. 
Where because the, hell the subway were you runs. That you couldn't get home. That means you were too far away. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I could imagine. You know, I have some family uh, from New York as well, and yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just how I was. I grew up. Um, I don't know. I just I had really strict parents, but um, when I went to college, I had to. They they even made us do stuff like that. We had to go into the city. We had to go to the museums. We had to. I studied all these things. They made us go see these shows. We had to write a paper on this different shows and all kinds of stuff for as a dance major. You know, I mean, I think all the dancers knew about all kinds of stuff because they had to. They had to because it was there was no way they couldn't just tell us, oh, you know, over there that's that's the real world. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they, there's no way of them stopping us from seeing what the real what reality is and what like a school environment is. So I don't know. I think I'm grateful that I was a commuter student and had to go through all that because I saw what's actually possible, what's realistic, if you actually worked hard and what wasn't, you know. So, And I saw that early on. That I think that helped me stay performing as long as I have, even if it was for little shows here and there and, you know, <laughs> private parties or whatever or go-go dancing. But I think I think that's what helped me the most. Yeah. The house show thing is pretty, there's something that's really organic about it to go to a house party. There's something that's, that's so fun. I'm looking for, I'm really looking forward to that more often. I, uh, you're doing a house party. Oh, and I mean, like, I I guess for some reason, I feel like I got to a certain point in, in, I know I'm not trying to be ageist, but like I got to a certain point myself in my, where I got, felt like calling something a party, not now after this pandemic, I'll call everything a fucking party at this point. Oh, right. Right? You could let the, yeah, just party, you know? But, um, you yeah. know, be smart about like it and whatnot. But. People are, someone's trying to call me, but I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, hey, it was uh, really fun. I know you have that open mic tomorrow, and uh, one of everyone to li- uh, that's listening is at, is at Jen Perez Fun. That's right. Yep. That's yes. Me. I'm on Instagram. It's between 7 and 8 p.m. CC. Um, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to cut you off. I would have kept talking to you. I oh yeah, no, this is hilarious. No, <laughs> everything is hilarious. That's that's the way I look at look at life. Right. Are there, how long is your show? I've, I've got to definitely check it out again. I'm sorry, I didn't have a chance. To oh no. Um. Right so now, it's but... it's uh it's four to six, and I'm so happy okay. that Josh Kahn and Pam walked in. I was feeling so oh, lonely that's here. Great. Yeah. Have Josh sing you a song. He has a whole bunch of songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's he's the accordion. I don't know if you heard the accordion. I haven't heard it yet. You should have him sing some accordion song. Josh is awesome. Yeah. You got to have him do a set there. Yeah. This was been, this has been fun. I definitely could keep talking on and on and on, as you can tell. I, I oh, yeah. Know, I, I know. I'm as this... coherent as I think I am. Yeah. I mean, this, <laughs> it's really great. I mean, the virtual mic thing, yeah. You know, I feel like it's even harder with comedy because you really need it the audience. Harder. You really need that crowd work to really have that. You sure ooh, do. That, and that, that kick. You sure do. Yeah. You but, sure do. But, like. Um, I'm sorry to cut you off. You absolutely, you really do. You really need the crowd. You need the feedback from the crowd to know how well you're doing and how well you're not. But that doesn't mean that you can, you can't do both. Like you can absolutely do both. You just have to understand that they're two separate things. So when you do stuff online in front of a camera, it's completely different than you do live. And if you can understand that, then I think it's very possible to do both. That's, that's just my opinion. Yeah, and I I think it's great. You know, I was on a 
virtual open mic yesterday, Bizarre Cafe virtual open mic they do on Thursdays. And there was a tremendous amount of people on this open mic. Mm. I was pretty shocked. I'm just like, when things reopen, are people going to be back out? I think that it's going to be a split of people. I think that it would, it just depends. There are going to be people that don't want to leave their house. I know that there are, there's just, there's just going to be people like that. Like if if you can get, if you can get a ticket cheaper online and watch it from your house, then, you know, and you, that's all you can afford, then why wouldn't you get that? But, it, you know, and then at the same token, if you if you can afford to go to the show, why wouldn't you make a whole night of it? Then you'll pay a little bit more to see a show because you go out, you have dinner, you watch some jokes. Yeah. So I think that it's going to I think it's going to be split between two different just just two different um, forms of entertainment. That's all. Yeah, it is. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, there's just um to uh. The crowd work is 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 a miss. I miss that. Yes, yes, it is. So, yeah. it's I, uh, very vital. I, so, I'm bad at it. That's why I know it. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's why I. I mean, it's great, you know, being the sound engineer myself back here and like whatever back in the box or wherever the box it is. Like to be able to have an audience, like a virtual audience, um, between like a a comic. You know, to be able to like, kind of dialing that in. I was um, I don't know if you got much into you know Elvis Presley or any of that old rock and roll stuff. Sure, Elvis Presley. I saw I saw his documentary. Yeah, gosh, yeah. Whatever. I mean, you just can't imagine. So the um, there was a lot of these old foot, a lot of this old footage of Presley up on stage and and dancing and do his freaking you know what he does. And there's no microphone on him. And he doesn't have a microphone on him. And back yeah. then in the 50s, in the, they didn't have wireless microphones. Right. And so I'm like, holy shit. And then the, the, the crowd, the teeny bopper crowd, you know, like, ah, you know, the Beatles had it too. But it's like, it was almost so good, especially during that time that, was it like, could have been lip synced or something you know just like this guy is just oh, yeah. too smooth I'm sure that they did that yeah i'm sure they did that a lot i mean nothing was I, nothing ever looked like it was plugged in on the set i mean that's just how tv is it's just it's it's like puppets it's not i've never seen every single performance i think most performances i've seen that are on tv and tv shows it it looks fake Maybe the old ones, maybe not so much. I don't know. Maybe the old ones were live. But the newer ones, that's all lip-synced. Most of it, I think. But is Saturday Night Live maybe the only one that still does live? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I <laughs> I just remember that Britney Spears. Was it Britney Spears fiasco? No. Who was the singer that was called lip-syncing on Saturday Night Live? I forgot who it was. Ashley Simpson. Ashley Simpson. There you go. <laughs> that is tough. That is really tough. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know, like, um, you know, Selena, you know, she had the wireless mic. It was kind of like you look at the evolution of of music, and you see that, and like Selena inspired so many people, and the oh, boy yeah. bands and the and Britney Spears. So Britney Spears had the wireless headset microphone. That's right, she did. She's like the queen of that. You're and, right. I you know I, 
If she was lip syncing, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if she was lip syncing, she freaking got me full. I don't think so. I, I don't think that's think real. She, I think they just. I don't. I think that's her voice. I think it is Britney's voice. I really do. I think that she she probably was really passionate about performing. Yeah, I, mean, you I don't know. That's what I think it, about that documentary. I think. I feel like that I actually. Maybe, yeah. She I haven't seen the documentary. Trouble. Oh hmm? yeah, you said design of trouble. I think she just ran into some trouble. Oh right? yeah, that was totally. That was yeah. so fucked up. Yeah, since we're not NPR, obviously we could curse like sailors, but that was <laughs> fucked up. Like whatever. Yeah, like she, because someone shaved their head. Now it's like the big deal. Like. Yeah. I feel like it had, and this is the part that f- kills me. I was like, why? Why would it make any difference if somebody was shaving their head? in a in a salon you know why i just that really that was puzzling to me um it felt really sexist is what it was like very staged and kind of weird that whole thing yeah i don't know yeah who knows right yeah i don't know the free britney thing is cool but i think it, it i mean the free britney that you know it's like saying that she's trapped but i i feel like bringing britney back would be great It'd be fun, absolutely. I'd love to see her perform again. I'd love to see Christina Aguilera perform again. But that those are those are pop artists from like when I was a teenager, you know. I like those people. And I liked of course I like Gwen Stefani, but she still looks amazing. And, you know, Jennifer Lopez and she still looks great. All those kind J-Lo. of those pop artists from that time period. I don't know. Yeah. And Janet Jackson, of course. I hope she comes out. I mean, she has a couple I think she has a couple of songs out. Yeah, yeah, the Super Bowl thing that was that was weird. Yeah, it seemed like after that, weird. then it was like, what happened to her? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know why. I don't understand it, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I never understood that. <laughs> Me neither. I never really got it. I actually never even saw it. I think they, it was live, but they were able to obviously go back and whatever happened, edit it out. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I used to watch wrestling with my family, and that was around the same time, I think, right before when I forgot what wrestler it was that he was doing a stunt during one of the WrestleManias or something, and he died while doing it, and they had it on camera. I Yikes. Who it was. A wrestling person would know. I, I'm so bad with names. <sighs> Why? Yeah, I can't think of... That's gnarly, though. I mean, to yeah, he died. He died in the. He was doing the stunt. Maybe it wasn't a WrestleMania. Maybe it was just a regular WWF day or night or something. I forgot. I don't know. But that happened. That really happened because I remember watching it and it happened because I remember seeing that man die. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I... Crazy. Holy. Yeah. I mean, I. I mean, things, you know, technology and social media and everything was a little bit different back then. I feel like yeah, now yeah, something they, like that. I mean, that... they had no way of knowing that was a complete, like, it was literally an accident, you know? Like, who know, who knew that was going to happen? You know, I'm sure they rehearsed those things thousands of times. Yeah, I mean, during this day and age, if something like that happened, somebody would have it on a camera and it'd be viral. Mm-hmm, yeah. But that was, like, on TV, you know? Like, they didn't have a chance to set it off. So stuff like that used to happen too, which was crazy. Yeah. It's like you were the only person because then they don't show it after, you know, like they won't show it again. 
because it's not it's not fair to the family. It's not fair to anyone to show that again repeatedly. But um, yeah, you had to have been watching it live in order to have seen that because I don't think they replayed it after. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> that's different. Yeah, that's a that's a whole. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. I'm sorry, I'm bringing down the energy. No, what no, else that's did fine. You no. Talk about. I just uh, so I do. Do you remember the first open mic that you ever went to? Mm-hmm. And when you got yeah, up I there, went to Spats. Where was it? Spats. Spats. Okay, that's in the East in, Bay. Mm-hmm. In Berkeley. So I had I had gone to, I was actually in San Diego, maybe a weekend or two beforehand. No, not San Diego. I'm sorry, Santa Cruz. And I was there with a work. Uh, I had planned a a work outing in Santa Cruz. And then my my coworkers at the time, they absolutely loved drinking. They, and I didn't plan for the drinking because I figured they'd, they'd know where to go because they love drinking. <laughs> so we were going bar hopping, and then there was one of the bars in, in Santa Cruz. I forgot the name of the bar, and they had comics in the back. And I watched the show, and I asked one of the comedians about, about comedy like oh wow what do i need to do to get up and try some jokes and he's like oh you just have to go to the mic he was explaining it to me and i'm like oh actually i don't live around here i live in east bay and he said oh you should go to spats and then that's that's where that's how i got to spats that is still going on right now huh spats yeah yeah i believe it sure say that for john is, does he still run it i don't know i want to say that i've seen it on someone's Roman, story Christopher John and Roman, those are the two hosts that used to do it. Spats. It's in Berkeley. I'll have to look it up. That's the first time I've heard of that. I've seen a lot of these. So I saw something actually at the saloon uh, in uh, Jack London Square. Someone was posted up telling jokes out there. Someone was doing that. I don't know if it's still... Did you see that most recently? When, When was the last time you saw that? It was less than a week ago. Okay, so then that that then that must be going on. Then. Yeah, they probably that, shut. That must... There was a period where we had to shut down um, the outdoor comedy for shelter in place, and maybe they probably had yeah. to do the same thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm sure that that's what happened. I mean, I I kind of going out in and out of comedy, so every so often I need to take breaks. So I'll just take a couple of weeks off or a week or two off a month and not answer or look at anything comedy related. So. Sometimes there's some gaps. I forget where certain mics are because I take a week or two off because everything is happening so quickly, you know, especially online and trying to keep, well, at least keep track of online stuff and outdoor stuff. It becomes, it becomes crazy. Yeah. So I feel like (laughs) I'm kind of in this place where I feel like I'm, you know, just nerding out and working from home. I feel like there's this place I feel like where it's being connected. So... We started this uh, something called Tiki Desk Concert. So we've been live streaming over the pandemic uh, mm-hmm. live bands from a private rooftop of the Tiki Bar. Oh, that's great. What yeah. Tiki Bar? I love Tiki Bar. So this is a, um, it's in Bernal, I'm in Bernal Heights. So a lot of people, okay. it's funny, a lot of folks like that have seen Tiki Desk concerts, they think it's on top of Mutiny Radio, <laughs> which oh, I wow. probably would do. That's why you, okay, that's cool. That's cool. You should link up with Pam more often. It'll help you can guys you guys can help each other out. Yeah, so the um so with that, you know, I before this whole pandemic, I mean, there was 
a gothic hot chocolate party I had for like Halloween okay. in 2019. And we set it up where we had a featured like brownie cover band play. But then we set it up like an open mic. And so, you know, I feel like I'm kind of more the, the music crowd. But mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, a lot of these mix open mics like the International Cafe and I'm sure is your virtual open mic is that just comedy? Um no, it's I try and get anyone to do whatever they'd like to do. So sometimes I'll have people tell me poems, I'll have people sing songs. I've I've seen people do magic. <laughs> uh, I've seen people do different characters. Oh, I've seen the magic. Um, I've seen someone do comedy magic. Comedy and jokes. I mean I mean jokes and music, sorry. I've I've had all that kind of stuff, English, Spanish. So it just I don't prepare for it enough to get enough people involved because there's so many of those talent shows going on now. They're so saturated. So I don't get as I don't get as many people as I used to. And I don't prepare, so obviously that that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> it's fun though. Yeah, so we I had uh, tried every first time since this pandemic, so the last open mic that I had had at Tiki Desk, what has become Tiki Desk, uh was in October of 2019 and so I did one you know and it's been more of a neighborhood thing over the mm-hmm. pandemic where we you know we're barbecue on Wednesdays um not necessarily j- just Wednesdays but maybe whatever sporadically like if your neighbors it's like well you right. live next door you know you just pop up right. and fire up the grill Are you doing this in Bernal Heights yeah mm. so the um the open mic thing i did again the first time since uh the gothic hot chocolate party and it was fucking it was so fun it was so great so um was it crystal lambert and um clyde oys and myself i was like i felt like a good combination of i feel like clyde oys is just you've seen clyde oys huh I don't know what I don't know who you're talking about. Oh wow! He's the bard of the lower hate here in San Francisco, and he hosts a open mic on Fridays. It's coming up here at six o'clock. I don't uh, know. I haven't been. I didn't. I literally. I had such a brief amount of time. I didn't get to know all of the all of the open mics in San Francisco because I worked in Oakland. So all of the open mics that I ended up frequently going to are in Oakland. So the only open mics I'd go to San Francisco is I do OMG on Sundays and then Punchline and Milk Bar. That's it. OMG. Sometimes I do Tom Tom Collins. Sometimes Punchline is awesome. I've the only time. But Dave... that's all I would do because I I there was no point in me going into the city if I didn't have to. Yeah, there was this. Uh, I seen that you know Patrick from uh, Alameda Comedy clubhouse uh that they started doing an open mic there and that is a really cool spot have you been there yeah i've been uh, there yeah I've been yeah there. that's fun and now that it's fun it's nice I'd, I'd love to go back soon but i don't know about those face shields man space shield yeah they make you wear face shields oh interesting yeah, yeah, that's a new rule. It's not but your I thing. will, I will go at some point. I'd love to go back because it's a, it's a beautiful space and it's gonna be a lot of fun. And I think that uh, the more comedians that go there, the better. That way, he, he can um, make more and more shows for different audiences. I hope. 
but yeah, I definitely I need I've been meaning to go back. I just I just haven't. I like to go there when I have when I have like new jokes or better jokes. You know, I don't like to show up and and be telling the same jokes. Even though I know you you have to practice those jokes sometimes, but um, I don't know. I like to have new jokes. New jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. So that that's what it was. Is so when Christina Pickle she called in, and she told me just like based off your own thing. I was like, gosh, you know, I could just tell people like real stories and maybe they'll mm-hmm. think they're funny. Oh, now maybe they'll be funny. You gotta make them funny. Oh know? yeah, maybe yeah, a little twisted, but you <laughs> otherwise know, you got a disaster on your hands. Yeah, no, it's a real true <laughs> thing though. I mean, this is just such an interesting time, and you know, every this pandemic, and you're going out to to dinner and you're going to eat somewhere and you're outside and you're sitting at a table socially distanced with a mask on. And so there was, um, and this is a true thing. There's this girl, um, that had come up to me and she asked me if, uh, if I had a girlfriend and I said, no. And then she asked me if I had a boyfriend and I said, no. And I told her I was by myself So, okay. yeah, I guess that didn't land. But um, she could have just asked what me. Is it? What was that supposed to be? Like, what? You didn't get it, huh? Maybe it's different in person. So, I she and it's actually a real thing that it happened. Like, yeah, it's a she, real thing, but it ain't funny. I don't know. Well, the thing is, is I feel like if you're in, in you're in front of maybe maybe the talking of the hands. But I've, I, people have asked that question to me all the time. They've you have laughed. a boyfriend? No. You have a girlfriend? No. And then what? <laughs> what I'm, I'm by myself oh you're by yourself ha, ha, ha. you know what is i think i think it's different i think this is a great test because i mean tell me i think oh, you need to act out that last part because uh, i didn't understand the by yeah well i'm doing all this motion over here on the the microphone in the box at muni like i'm moving my hands around and stuff oh, i'm getting all okay. you know like pretending to suck a penis and vagina at the same time I whoa guess. <laughs> <laughs> what's for dessert just kidding i don't know because you said you're by yourself tacos before vatos yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the point of that joke was, man. No, seri- well, the thing is, well, it's, it was a true story, so that's the problem. If you say it's a true, if it's a true story, maybe it's not funny. You but I just, don't, I don't understand about the true story. Well, I feel like if you if you say if you ask somebody if they're single, it's too forward. It's like, are you single? Oh, you know? it's too forward. See, there you go. So you got to make the joke about that, and then add the the rest of it somehow i don't know i'm not very good with the joke structure but that yeah. you gotta you might have to start with the reason why you think it's funny and then work yeah. backwards maybe. so uh you said that you were uh raised that you grew up in uh, new jersey for the most part yes so I, yes. I don't know if you got much into sports you know i'm a big soccer player myself but did, okay. you, did you ever get into football and all oh yes i did of course so you're a new york giants fan I, no, I was never a New York Giants fan or a New York Jets fan. That's what I've heard. I've heard this now. I auditioned for the Jets because I, I didn't like the Giants, and the Giants don't have cheerleaders, and I didn't have really any other choice. I didn't want to be uh, a devil's girl because you got to be on ice, and that's too dangerous. I'm like, you know, you could twist the ankle. Those fools ain't going to pay for your insurance. Jeez, <laughs> oh, that's some real life. So yeah. I tried out. I tried out for the Nets, the New Jersey Nets, and I think at one point the Brooklyn Nets, and the, right, the and Nets. the um, Knicks basketball. 
And I auditioned for the Jets as well, and then I just so happened to get the Jets. But I had auditioned for the other teams as well. I just I just got that one. I auditioned for everything. I auditioned for anything I could audition for. Yeah, that's a hustle <laughs> right there. I just I feel like you know dancing is a sport. I uh, yeah, you know a year or two ago I was out at Dolores Park and somebody had had a football. You know, and I could, you know, throw a football around, you know, just for fun. It's all fun. And somebody actually um, asked me who I played for. They came up to me at the park, and I'm at Dolores Park, keep in mind. You know, yeah. Somebody came up and uh, asked me who I, I mean, played for. Do you have for. a lot of jewelry and fancy clothes on? Like, maybe they thought you had money, you know? Like, maybe that's why they're asking you. I don't know. I, um, <laughs> what did I have? I don't, I don't remember what I was wearing that day. <laughs> I wonder... It could have been, you know, it's just a conversation <laughs> starter, right? I feel like that's a better conversation start than like, do you have it a is. girlfriend? Like that's better. Yes, that is a better so, conversation starter. Are you I an agree. athlete? Or no, who did you play for? Yeah. And that so that's a good conversation. Starter. Just off the fly, and I wasn't even thinking about it. I just said, um, I told him I was Peyton Manning's cousin. Wow, I don't think that was just off the fly, man. I it was to- no, I know it was totally. I know I had the adrenaline going. I was really chucking the ball. I really, and uh, I, there was this, you know, 15 second pause where they're like, whoa. (laughs) It felt like they believed me is what I I really, it felt like they believed me. I don't know. That's pretty funny. You think so? I think Peyton Manning has some podcast now. That's funny. But I, um, I have a friend, he just moved his girlfriend into, uh, her new apartment in Washington, DC. So I know that's a little closer to New Jersey being, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you get get on the train, you'd be in there for four in an hour. I think at Amtrak is it an hour, two hours, I think something like that. That's not bad. Yeah. 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 A lot of people do that commute from uh, DC to New York all the time. Yeah. So he, he's going to be, um, driving a car back across the country in the next couple of weeks and we had talked about potentially uh me flying out there and then doing a mobile podcast on the way back kind of like tommy boy yeah. and um dumb and dumber combined you should yeah you should go for it it's it sounds like it'll be fun i'm sure people are curious to hear it i don't know yeah i mean like what's so oh yeah so that's what i was saying so with the whole virtual thing we were just talking about it's like you know, the Zoom thing, like you're doing all these hand things, you got that you're working the crowd and you're doing that whole thing. So what it is too, especially here at Muni, I mean, there's so much, I mean, I'm, I'm doing so much right now. I mean, like fun, you know, I'm just, you know, playing ping pong back here, by my, you know. And so with this and with the Tiki desk and how this whole thing is evolved is that, you know, having multiple camera angles with a camera, with a switchboard and being able oh, to right. switch. And yeah. I mean, like, I like the, the fact course. that, that um, IG Live gives you the ability to share the screen and have like a bottom half. Um, yeah. I try to do yeah, with Instagram Live with um, as a mobile podcast. And there's something about like when you're driving and one person's like next to you and they're talking above you, which doesn't really work for that dynamic. Right. But, um, but it works when it's centered like that, when it's vertical, I guess, instead of, I don't know if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, it does. Like the portrait mode versus... Yeah, vertical canvas mode. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I'm really actually I'm really looking forward to your open mic tomorrow. I'm for sure going to be there seven o'clock. Oh my goodness! I mean, it is nothing special. Trust me. I hopefully this 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 comedian doesn't come on. He always comes on and just hijacks it. But I'm going to try. What I think I'm going to do is I'm going to make a collection of all the people that have actually gone to the virtual mic, and I'm just going to send them <laughs> the invite. <laughs> Because, I, I mean, the last two of the ones I've been doing, they've turned out to be more like a podcast than an than actual talent show. And, and I like that, too, if the conversation is going well and, and it's interesting and I think that people would enjoy that content. But after a while, it's like, all right, man, what, what are we talking about here? Nobody wants to hear this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I have to – I'll make sure. I'll make sure that there's some people on here maybe hopefully telling jokes or – um singing or doing some poetry or something but um yeah i'll i'll be there for sure you got my uh (laughs) my my uh, sign up right here yeah your what's your ig it's um mr underscore san francisco all right i made it as a joke because i was living in the tenderloin and i had all these people that frat bros that were making fun of me for living the tl but everywhere we went everyone i knew everyone you knew everyone. You were the safest person to be around, I would say. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I but I was really, I remember being so taken back by it. Like, that was my thing. I mean, like, they, you, that's how you'd be introduced. Like, oh, yeah, this is my friend JW. He lives in the Tenderloin. <sighs> like, that's, oh, God, that's, no. it was awful. I remember thing. I remember at the time, too. Place. I just, <laughs> you know, I remember feeling like it felt like, being biased against systemic racism that's yeah. what it felt like i mean like and i remember feeling that way i'm just like this is fuck shut the f-. you're gonna talk down well can you imagine if you were a kid raising the projects yeah you're like this is easy. so i it's mean not like an easy life it's not an easy life yeah so i mean i think this i mean, whatever i'm not gonna get down that thing but you know i i i lived on geary and polk street so i don't know if you're oh my god yeah i have a friend uh i you know i the studio wasn't too far from the tenderloin and we had we had there was some of the girls that had to live in that part of the city and i'm familiar with the tenderloin yeah so i live i mean i was really like smack dab i know pam's down there somewhere too in the teal yeah um, yeah she tenderloin is. beach i always, I always worry about her but she knows she knows what she's doing she so. kicks my ass yeah, so I, I, I was smack dab in between Civic Center and Powell Street, BART Station. And so oh, for wow. me, it was pretty cl- It was really close. So it was like you go down Powell, you know, yeah. it's a bunch of tours. But if you, you know, go down to Civic Center, it's like Lord of the Rings. You got to get past yes. the, the Goblin to get there. Yeah. It was just. Yeah, I, I used to sometimes take breaks in the library, if you can believe it. But I would because I used to work in that area. I'd find the cleanest space in that library and take a break, read a book, and then go to my next shift. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's not fun. That area is not fun. Yeah, I remember going with my dad to uh, see a uh, a show, a rock and a rock and band, and uh, Great American Music Hall. I remember okay. walking up, and then maybe this is like I was still like in college. But I remember walking up Larkin Street and Civic Center in the middle of the night, and it was so dark, and there's all this, like, I just felt like, you know, it was pretty scary. Yeah. I, I think it's a come a long way. Scary, it has come a long way, I think. I agree with you there. 
Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Hey, Jennifer. Or do you go by Jen or Jennifer? Jen is fine. Yeah. Hell yeah. Jen Perez, fun. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. Fine. I am. Um, I'm really looking forward. Yeah. Thanks for calling in. This is fun, and uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, your open mic tomorrow. All right. Well, thanks for having me. This has been great. Say hello to Pam. Have Josh sing a song for you there. Yeah, that is definitely going to happen. All right. (laughs) Great. Well, I'll catch you soon. Catch you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you all for tuning in to the JW Megawag Show. We're going to be playing a um, Gavin Holleran quartet tiki desk uh, song here and then I'm not really sure what's happening with this road outside but we might be doing something else here holler with a dollar donate to Mutiny Radio and, uh, this is one of my favorite tiki desk concerts So we also uh, are having a, Kevin North host the uh, Farmer's Market on Sundays. And recently in the past two weeks, musicians are able to sing again, which I can't tell you myself. It just doesn't seem right to just not sing. I have to sing. I have to sing. That's a thing. Tiki Desk concerts tiki desk we might have Josh Kahn here coming up here pretty soon good evening everyone we're the Gavin Hellman Quartet Hell Thank yeah. you, uh, Justin and Mutiny Radio, for hosting us once again here in the new year. We hope everyone is safe at home, and uh, it's uh, it's really a treat and a, uh, a privilege to uh, get a chance to bring you some uh, live jazz here. Live we're jazz. On top of the roof here, overlooking the beautiful San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bring on a tune uh, uh, by a beautiful pianist named Freddie Red. Uh, we hope you enjoy. Around Freddie Red rendition. 
that was Time to Smile by Pretty Red. We're gonna uh, we're gonna continue things with a uh, another swinger. Uh, we hope you uh, hope you're enjoying what you're hearing thus far. We are the Gavin Halloran Quartet. Um, if you like uh, the music that you'll be hearing this evening, please feel free to check out my debut album, Wild as Love, just released this past year. Um, we're gonna continue things with another tune. I hope you folks enjoy. Thank you. 
was perhaps by Charlie Parker. All right, we're gonna continue things. Another tune. We hope you hope you enjoy. Thank you. 
Today's Bop by Fats Navarro. It's a great bebop trumpet player. We're going to continue things with, um, actually, funny enough, uh, where we're located right now. So we're, uh, we're going to play a tune by the great pianist Michel Petrucciani uh, entitled On Top of the Roof. Thank <laughs> you. 